Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, a podcast about digital health and how healthcare systems adopt technology with me, Tiasha Zaitz. This is the second part of a two-part series about healthcare in Slovenia. As a reflection on the never-ending controversial stories of drug prices in the US, I presented drug pricing policies and medication management in Slovenia in the first episode. In this part, you will hear about the digital health community in Slovenia. Just to summarize, Slovenia has 2 million people and quite a few successful e-health projects. From interoperable backbone for main patient documents exchange to e-referrals and e-prescribing. You will hear from Tina Vaupotic, healthcare business strategist and consultant with rich experience in healthcare policy design, healthcare IT product design and implementation. Tina also led the teletransfusion project, enabling optimized transfusion specialist accessibility with telemedicine since 2011. Tina was also among the initiators of the Slovenian Digital Health Association HealthDay.si and still plays an active role in the community. This episode is supported by Scale Up Alps project and Technology Park Ljubljana. Technology Park Ljubljana is a Slovenian innovation hub which supports startups from various industries. It's also one of the initiators of the Slovenian Digital Health and MedTech Association, HealthDay.si, which regularly organizes events for the digital health and medtech community in Slovenia. HealthDay is also a Health 2.0 chapter and the local partner of Frontiers Health Conference, and HealthDay not only organizes meetings for the community, but is actively advocating for faster introduction of digital health solutions in the Slovenian healthcare system. Tina, Slovenia is a small country which gives it an advantage in countrywide e-health implementation and digitalization in general. How would you characterize the system in terms of strengths and weaknesses? Yeah, so we need to know that the maturity needs to be evaluated on two dimensions. So in the first case, we're talking more about existing incumbent setting. So government healthcare providers, standard providers like Big Pharma, MedTech, existing IT vendors and insurers. I do think that Slovenia did do a tremendous step in digitalizing healthcare. Just to name a few of the projects like the National Healthcare uh, Backbone, then the e-prescribing screening programs that are fully digitalized, but we could still do more. Um, and I think we could still do more on the second dimension, which is how fast and easy a new player like company or solution or service is being introduced into the market. Um, here we should really do more, more like arranging financing mechanisms, simplifying, introducing pilot projects, connect players and invite foreign vendors, which I'm still missing a lot in, uh, in Slovenia. You've got international experience in healthcare IT and in 2011, you led the teletransfusion project. Since that year, hospitals around the country don't have individual transfusion specialists 24-7 in person because care is coordinated virtually. Can you tell me more about who is the initiator of teletransfusion, given that it was eight years ago when telemedicine wasn't as commonly discussed as it is today? 
Sure. So, uh, yes, instead of having a transfusion specialist present 24-7 across nine satellite transfusion centers, centers now cooperate and share experts. Actually, we have only one transfusion specialist, which takes care about nine centers 24-7. So beside improved standards of care and financial savings, the telemedicine really brought many other benefits, which we often do not talk about. It is greater cooperation among centers, increased importance and inclusion of physicians and technicians. So for us at that point, maybe it was a little bit easier because Transfusion Center of Slovenia already had a pilot project running beforehand, which gave them like the initial knowledge, but also the consensus within the institute before they actually went into the real project. So they went very well prepared when we started the project, which was meant to really cover nationwide um, uh, teletransfusion. Overall, I think the project was well run both on the client side and within my team. So therefore the vendor and the main reason for success, I think they're, they really had a small dedicated team on the client side. You had the IT specialist and the, the physician. So the, the user perspective always present, but the team was small. So the decisions could be made really fast. Then on our side, we, within the vendor side, we had analysts, but also the IT, um, IT specialists who really were really able to understand the scope and then they decide which options they should follow and how to implement stuff. Another thing that the small team there and the vendor side, so we constantly went back to the users, to the rest of the users and to the management so that the, the project itself, even before the implementation, the users understood it, the management understood it, and it was really easy then when, when the time of, of actually the production um, grade level came. What we also did after a year, we started constantly monitoring all the matrix. So from system stability, usage statistics, user satisfaction, but also the clinical and the economic benefits. So I think that also sort of gives you a perspective every once in a while. Okay, I'm doing well and I'm doing it on all the matrix. And then people have the numbers that they can support this. I'm very happy to say that even after now six or seven years in the production, the users are, the usage is, is going up and the users are really happy with the system. What was the attitude of the specialists, including the project at the time? Healthcare IT project and telemedicine usually raise a lot of safety concerns before implementation. The security issue is always something that you come across when you're introducing the IT solutions. But I think, you know, once that the users all sort of are included already at, at the beginning of, of the whole process and we really went in and, and, and try to understand how they work. You know, we, 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 um, were sitting next to the users at the bigger center in the small center. We went through not just the, the, the part that, that we digitalized or put into the telemedicine area, but we actually went and really analyzed all the processes that are happening beforehand or after, afterwards. So also when, when we we're thinking about the security, we understood so well how they work that the security part, like the, the second network or the processes, what happens if the teletransfusion is down, were thought out during that process already. So I think a lot of this fear was, um, was, um, eliminated way before we went into the production. But it's also true that, um, after we went into production two times, the system went down, um, and everything that was said before. So what happens if, if something goes wrong was in place and it worked. So basically the fear now um, is almost non-existing. You were among the initiators of the Slovenian digital health community HealthDay.si, which was established five years ago. Can you take us back to the beginnings and evolution of HealthDay? Sure. So 
it all started more as a fun. So um, we got together a couple of companies and we say, you know, we're quite small and we all have one goal, which basically is going beyond, beyond the Slovenian uh, border and um, sort of jump into the foreign, foreign markets. And we say, uh, we don't have a lot of knowledge, but if we combine the knowledge, it's going to be easier. So that was basically the initial start. But then the more we sort of started to work, we realized that it's also good that we start moving stuff in the national arena. So over the four or five years that now we are sort of connecting different players, we really became sort of a platform that went beyond just uh, connecting the healthcare, um, healthcare IT players and, and small medtech and startup companies. But we actually managed to pull together the insurers, the, so the pairs, the, the pharma, uh, then the government. So it's, it's just great, you know, um, exchanging the ideas, uh, bringing also some other solutions from abroad, bringing different people um, to Slovenia to tell us how they're working abroad. So this is mainly what's, what's, what's happened in the last five years. How big is the Slovenian digital health community? Um, I would say that there is around 40 to 50 companies that are somehow involved in the, either the, the IT or the medtech part. Uh, different size. So we have a couple of really small companies which are growing heavily. Some of them who receive quite extensive funding. So they grew uh, extensively over the last couple of years. Some of the bigger, more incumbent vendors. So I think that's, that's sort of a number, but it's also true that when we sort of have the health day uh, meetings or the bigger events, 200, 300 people join. So I think that it's, it, it grows steadily. And the fact that some of them really um, started to be very successful um, over the last couple of years is making the sector more interesting. And I'm, I'm quite sure we're going to, uh, to grow even rapidly in the, in the next couple of years. In the past, Held the Day mostly brought the community together through conferences and meetups. But this year, you went a step further by organizing special workshops to figure out the best process for digital health solutions uptake by the healthcare system. Can you tell me more about that? You know, every couple of years, you need to make sort of a new goal. So it, it, uh, it remains fun and exciting and something new. So what we've said a couple of months ago, we say, um, let's get a really concrete goal um, out there. And uh, we got together and we say, the whole nation or the whole country um, is always sort of um, complaining that not enough um, healthcare or digital solutions are actually embedded into the healthcare system. So we set to ourselves a goal that at the end of 2021, we are going to place five different solutions uh, under the umbrella of national health insurance and being part of the financing and also being introduced into the healthcare, not just as a pilot, but as an ongoing service um, or solution. So we set out sort of a program where we put together different mentors or people who are really expert in their own field, uh, for example, in terms of financing, building a product. Um, so we're 10, 10 people um, together. And then on the other hand, we invited different uh, solution providers um, and we picked five of them. And now we are actually going with them together through a process from the beginning to actually have them put into the national health insurance financing schema uh, in the next two years. One reason is because we really want to see them being part of the standard care. 
And the second is also because this is the way that we sort of got more information and really the knowledge where the process is lacking optimization or what is hard. So we actually want to learn what's wrong or what's good within the process so that after 2021, we can actually help within Slovenian healthcare system to improve this process so we can really extend and introduce more solutions into the everyday healthcare delivery. Did you also invite the decision makers? Because in Slovenia, if you want to have the solution reimbursed by the National Health Insurance, you need to go to the medical board at the Ministry of Health and hardly if it gets approved there, you can move forward to the National Health Insurance Institute. We invited all of them to join us in, in, in the pursuit. All the solutions were already presented both to the uh, health insurer, to the ministry, and also to the private health insurers, which do play a minor role, but they are still one of the finan uh, financing resources in Slovenia. And with them, we are now trying to move these things forward. So um, it's, it's very transparent. Uh, we involve them. We also ask them to, to give us advice. Uh, we also give them the feedback. For now, I think we're doing a good job. Um, in the next couple of months, come back and I'll, I'll tell you how, how far we are. According to your assessment, how friendly is Slovenia for digital health development? You know, you, we could always do better. As you said in the beginning, Slovenia is really small. You know, it's two million people. What we should really use more often is that we could be a really pilot site, a testing a pilot site for different solutions, not just for internal, but also for the external foreign companies. So I'm, I'm really hoping that in the course of next couple of years, we will fear less and uh, be more bold in terms of that it's completely okay if, if, you know, if you, if we don't know, if we test and if Part of the testings are also smaller companies, uh, more innovative solutions. I think that will really help us in the long run, just the shifting of the mindset. And I, I think that's the priority that the Hell Day sort of has is that we explain that this mindset is just the way that it, it needs to be. Just one last question. You studied and worked abroad. What brought you back to Slovenia? Oh, hard let that decision. So copy with a caution. Um, Slovenia is really a nice country to live, a very balanced life, especially the, the individuals as I am, uh, you know, who, who like to work, to like to travel abroad, uh, live quite uh, extensively in, in every dimension. It sort of gives, gives us a nice um, environment in which we can grow, especially once when you decide to have a family. But you also need to know that in terms of career prospects and business opportunities, I did had some problems in the fact that I came back. So I miss a little bit of that diversity. Sometimes I miss more competitive and business hunger crowd, but I think that we are sort of building that up as well. So um, yeah, it, it, it's just nice. It's nice to live here. You've been listening to Faces of Digital Health. If you liked the show, do subscribe to the podcast so you will be notified about new episodes automatically. Also, leave a rating or a review in iTunes, since every opinion matters and you will help others interested in digital health find the show as well. Coming up soon, a podcast series about digital health in Asia. Stay tuned.